Hello and welcome to Weirdos in the Wild with our co-host, A.J. Oxley, paranormal investigator with Beyond This Life Paranormal and multi-generational paranormal enthusiast, and Lynn Tencher, Beyond This Life Paranormal investigator, Reiki master, published author, and near-death experiencer. Travel with them, a couple of everyday weirdos on a wild ride to all things paranormal and metaphysical. Coming up on Weirdos in the Wild, UFOs and UAPs have been hitting the news lately. AJ and Lynn sit down and chat about it and what's been happening on the secret of Skimwalker Ranch. Hydra Publications is your one stop for the best in genre fiction. Secrets and Blood is the debut horror novel from Dewey Hensley. Evangeline Grace, the sheriff in a small town, Eastern Kentucky coal mining county, longs to start a new life in another place. However, present and past evils conspire to jeopardize her plans and end the lives of those she loves, including her brother Sheldon, whom she promised to protect. Drugs, feuds, and her beliefs stand in the way of identifying the notorious Highlander in time to live her dream. However, menace reaches from Madison County's past. Do you struggle with depression? ongoing medical issues, or have you experienced past trauma? If you have, please consider the help of Energetic Healing. At Dragonfly Pond Holistic Services, we utilize Karuna Reiki, crystals to align and heal chakra function, meditation, and sound healing to address these issues and help you in your healing process. To learn more about Energetic Healing and how to contact us, visit our website at dragonflypondenergy.com. For those who call in to schedule an appointment, mention this ad and receive $25 off your initial visit. Attention all readers and writers, Louisville Literary Arts is back for the 11th Writer's Block Festival on Saturday, September 30th, 2023 at the Logan Street Market in Louisville, Kentucky. The all-day event begins at 9.30 a.m. and will feature workshops, author readings, a resource fair, and keynote speaker, author, and professor Emily Bingham from Louisville. Registration is $25 for general admission. Go to Eventbrite and enter the writer's block or the website www.louisvilleliteraryarts.org. For more information, you can also email info at louisvilleliteraryarts.org. Come find your right life at the Writer's Block Festival. Hey everyone, welcome back to Weirdos in the Wild. I'm AJ. And I'm Lynn. And we're glad you're with us. As always, please reach out to us if you've got a weird or wild story you'd like to tell us. Uh, We would love to have you on the show. That's one of our upcoming wishes that we can start to get some more, um, not just experts in the field, because we will have some more experts on the field on shortly. But also just have everyday folks give their stories, whether it be cryptids, ghosts, anything that is just out of the ordinary, you know, and weird, we're into it. So That's right. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we have Instagram. We have our internet page. Twitter. Twitter. We have our Patreon uh, account. Yeah, we got knocked off the other day. Did you see that? 
Facebook knocked us off the other day too. We did something illegal, so we must be big time now. We got we got a warning from Facebook the other day. Or scammed one or the other. <laughs> one or the other, but it felt good. We you know we're, we're we got noticed at least by uh, somebody. One of those people that sit in that Facebook uh, place way out there in California land. Anyway, um, please reach out to us. Um, today we're going to talk about something we've talked about before we're going to expand it a little bit ufos or what do they call them ua uaps i'm going to call them ufos because i'm old and that's what i do i call them i'm stuck in my ways uaps are unidentified aerial phenomenon aerial phenomenon okay you would think i would know that because just out of Every, for explanation points as I explain things today, I am a pilot. I'm an instrument-rated pilot. I've been a pilot for 20-some years. So as as Lynn says, I'm an expert, and I just tell her I just go bore holes in the in the sky with, you know, little Cessna airplanes. So. Let's hope it's not in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> not in the ground. I, well, that's a different, that's a different story. Um, there was an incident once. But anyway, um, <laughs> um that's for a different podcast as well. Um, but anyway, um, we're going to talk about UFOs and aliens and technology. And um, before we talked about just really in Kentucky, um, y'all know that's where we are. That's where we're from. And so we talked about stuff that was in our backyard. Um, but with the experts or witnesses or whistleblowers or whatever you'd like to call them that... Um, were brought before Congress recently and testified, we thought we would um, jump into this a little bit and talk about it. So, um, Lynn, you want to, first off, we'll jump into, you know, what uh, what the witnesses said went to our Congress in Washington, D.C.? Sure. Um, as you all probably already know, late July of 2023, I'll say that in case somebody five years from now is listening to this, the U.S. House Oversight Committee met and held a hearing on whether or not the U.S. had been concealing evidence of non-human aircraft. Sir David Grush testified that the U.S. had been for several decades concealing these aircrafts to collect and reverse engineer them. Um, and Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, career intelligence officer named a year ago to lead all of the Pentagon's All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or the AARO, uh, which is a lot easier to say, which centralized all investigations of UAPs. Um, he actually said that these claims were considered as insulting to his employees because they're, they're the ones that are investigating this and, and they are saying that the U.S. is not hiding anything. Um, the Pentagon says, the Pentagon spokesperson Sue Go, G-O-U-G-H, said that they have no information that any individual has been harmed or killed as a result of providing information and also that any verifiable info to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or exist currently. So there's one person at the Pentagon says they do, everyone else is saying they don't. Um, but, you know, the, the rest of the Pentagon, I guess, I don't know, the White House and NASA all stated that they have no reason to believe that the unexplained objects are extraterrestrial. 
And the National Security Council spokesperson, John Kirby, said that there's no hard and fast answers, but it's take, he's taking it seriously. So that's, you know, kind of a quick rundown of some of what's been going on. Um, do you have anything else to add to that? Because I know you were researching it as well. Well, you know, the funny thing was that uh, the gentleman, Gersh, said that um, he had personally not ever seen one, but he had investigated um, 40 claims over a period of four years. So, I mean, you know, if you think that, that's almost one a month, you know, um, that's a lot uh, if, if for something that doesn't exist. Um, and he's even said, you know, that he was known people that were um, his colleagues that were injured by these UFOs or UAPs um, and that um, he also said he's interviewed individuals that had recovered non-human biologics. Wow. So I guess you could take that as some sort of alien type of creature or being or... Um, and he yeah he <laughs> he referred to it as not as an alien but non-human so i don't know exactly what that means but um also one thing that stood out to me was um is that he said you know there's for officials there is no safe and transparent reporting process as a pilot Pilots are the ones who are probably going to come across these crafts or whatever you want to call them. You know, pilots are trained to be observers as well. Um, you know, I think people think if, if you're in an airplane, you know, you've got this whole big bunch of electronics in front of you and, you know, in, in fighter jets and commercial airplanes, you know, you've got all these screens and this and that and everything. Um, you know, as a pilot, most of my time is spent looking out of the airplane instead of in the airplane. So you're taught to even break this, break the sky up in pieces. You look, you know, in, in like in a, in a sliver, and then you're going to look to the next piece, and the next piece, and the next piece. And you're you're constantly scanning. And what are you looking for? Well, you're looking for. Another airplane, basically. <laughs> you don't want to. Fly. You don't. Yeah, you. You know, you're looking for an airplane. You're looking yeah. for. I mean, I think everybody has, you know, seen like these, especially now that since everything's on the internet, bird strikes, mm -hmm. things like this. You, you're looking for. You know, things that are going to mess up your airplane, basically. Right. Um, but it also talks about that. You know that. There is no place for um, pilots, either commercial pilots, you know, um, you know, military pilots, anybody to report anything that they've seen strange. Now, if you go on the internet or if you watch any type of, you know, these shows, the unexplained things that's on TV, you'll see that yeah, there are pilots that that report them, but there's a lot of pilots that are we're always afraid to report them because they didn't want to be known as that crazy guy that works for whomever the, right. the you know you don't want to be the crazy delta pilot or the crazy southwest <laughs> pilot right that right. you're the guy who saw the ufo right or you're the gal that saw the ufo right i mean 
So I think that that's another thing that I found out, especially came out for me, was that, you know, there should be a place where these things can be reported. Now, I'm a pilot. I've seen a lot of stuff from the sky. I can tell you I have never seen anything that I thought was a UFO. Right. Um, I think that a lot of it can be explained. I think a lot of it can be explained by there is militaries around the world that have technology that they don't want other countries to know about. Right. Um, you know, we know that, you know, in the 1960s, the United States came up with an airplane that can go three times the speed of sound. Wow. So if a SR-71 can be designed literally on paper instead of in a computer the way that airplanes are designed now, I'm sure there's things that, that we don't know about that is in the sky that, that, that militaries around the world have. Now, there's also things that, like, that, that, that you know, you see things that move and at an, at an ungodly amount of speed or stop instantly or turn 90-degree angles. or So you see things that, that move in the way they're not supposed to. You know, they'll... They accelerate it at, at great speeds. They, you know, increase altitude or decrease altitude or, um, you know, they can turn like 90 degrees. You know, airplanes don't do that, you know. No. <laughs> um, cars don't even do that. Cars don't do that, you know. Um, so, yeah, there is stuff that's unexplained. Um, there's also the belief that, and if you believe some of these things that are out there, that... Um, that the Navy has tracked these things underwater as well and seen craft just basically fly into the ocean and then they've tracked them underwater. So, wow. um, you know, I don't know of an airplane that does that either. No. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, there's some strange stuff. And, 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 you know, and I think that, like I said, I think that a way to report that would be good because if there really is something that needs to be found or there's something that is out there, um, then, it, you know, we need to take that information and that data to, to really find out what's going on. Well, uh, it's funny you should say that because there is a National UFO Reporting Center that was founded in 1974. Hmm. And I found some, some data that they had. Okay. Cool. But they've they have over the years processed since 1974 processed and corroborated 170,000 reports, and just this year there was there's been 2,000. Um, they're reported in every single state. California is leading the way with 237 reports. Florida has 170. Washington State has 108. And then Kentucky is somewhere way down the line with just 19. <laughs> but there is, there is a place where you yeah. can report it. Now, whether or not it's, you know, scientific or all that, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Or if the government even knows, I'm sure they know of it, but I don't think they have any pause in the, the fight here. But. You know, there are a lot of famous ones that I, that we could rattle off. But one of the things I want to say first, and we'll come back to the famous ones. Um, you know, this this came out, was it two weeks ago? Is that what it was? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago? That this that this was, this that they reported this to Congress? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that big a deal. I know. 
that that floored me right i mean it was like like okay well it was kind of out there with all the other things that were going on and you would think that if people were going or at least the government was you know you've got these guys in front of congress going yeah there's stuff going on and we were just like as the as most people were just like i don't believe you yeah or yeah we know yeah we know or we don't believe it or I really don't care. Right. You know? <laughs> so if they're hiding it from the general population because they think it's going to cause a panic, obviously that's not true. Because, you know, NASA's released images. There's, you know, I feel like every day we're getting a little bit of something more that's like leading to something else. Yeah, that's that's one thing that was, when I read some of these other articles that were out here about it is, you know, Okay, is there is this kind of, you know, just dipping your toe in the water kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you little release a little bit now, you release a little bit more, a little bit more, until finally they're like they, like I always say, well they, like my mom says, Well who's they? But um, <laughs> um the but, general population. You know yeah. they, the government, uh-huh. um, or NASA or whomever it may be, just eventually does say yeah we've had contact with other other aliens or there is a an event where we see a craft land and mm-hmm. we see an alien being i don't know maybe that's what they're trying to ease people into um you know if you believe what is out there you've they say there's what between 36 and 50 some different types of alien beings. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know where you come up with that number. No. I don't either. Unless this National UFO Reporting Center has some say in it. I don't know. But, um, you know, in, in thinking about that, it made me think of, uh, like, in, in, well, any paranormal evidence that people get. Like, you know, if say a spaceship come and landed in your backyard right now and we videoed it and we put it out there, there's going to be probably half the population is going to say, oh my gosh, that's real. And the other half is going to say that's fake. Yeah. All right. So in the, in the, um, the numbers you got there, did it talk about, did it like break them up into like sightings, like types of crafts or actual sightings of beings or or was it? I didn't see that. I wish I had thought to try to find that. Hmm. Um, that would have been interesting. Yeah, it would. You know, if we had the praying mantis or the grays or, you know, your little meditating alien we got you earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is so. too bad. It's not, we couldn't show you. But yes, I got a little, I got a little green man today. Was it about two months ago, a month ago when that, when there was that call for a person that said that there was a being in their backyard and it was from Nevada in yeah. Las Vegas, Nevada? Yeah. And that it was really tall, and they had several neighbors and even the police there mm-hmm. cooperating it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They had video, but it didn't have anything on it other than people running around talking about it. So, you know, but it was the police talking about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. There is the, you know, there's the famous one where the lights over Phoenix were like all of the city of Phoenix saw that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's that triangular shaped craft. Right. There's also the famous, of course, there's Roswell. Um, you know, that's probably the most famous of all. 
Um, there is the there's also a very famous one where a triangular shaped craft was seen floating over southern Illinois for an extremely long time. I'm, I'm probably sure you probably know that. And it was traced by several different police departments. Um, so there are some famous ones that have been documented um, and have been documented by um, law enforcement. Um, I also, you know, sometimes you do this and you get to go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. So, um, I went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Me going down a rabbit hole, are you kidding me? Um, and I started looking at what the President of the United States had said about UFOs. You know, we're talking about Congress here, and then it kind of just took me down that little path. It was very interesting, starting with um, um, Truman, Harry Truman. And, um, of course, Terry Truman was president when um, the Roswell Mm -hmm. incident happened and was also president when the term flying saucer was given by the the crafts that a person said they saw in the mountains in Washington. He actually even gave an order that at one point in time that... um, said that if the military encountered these flying saucers that they should shoot them down wow and it caused quite an uproar with the scientific community saying no they shouldn't do that um including albert einstein at the time um so that was very interesting um there is a great story about uh, president eisenhower and I've heard this before, and I, I have to tell this one, because supposedly President Eisenhower was in California, and um, President Eisenhower came up missing for a day. And the and first they was like, oh my God, he's went to go, he's went to his house, he's been somewhere, he's had a heart attack. Um, he's on, you know, President Eisenhower was a golfer. They thought maybe he was at... On the, yeah. on the golf course. The story came out that he was having emergency dental procedure was the story that the press get, was given, the, the Washington, D.C. White House press gave. And with the, air quotes. In the air quotes. You can't <laughs> see those, yes. The other conspiracy story is he went to what is now Edwards Air Force Base and that he met with aliens and that he signed a treaty with aliens at that time. Hmm. I've heard this before, and of course, I love this. this yeah. You know, this is a great little story. I don't know if you want to believe it or not, but... And that the story was that the aliens were here to um, really do harm to the, to the world. And instead of doing harm to the world, he, um, he has signed a treaty that has allowed the aliens to take so many human beings each year. So if you want to believe that or not, um, take, 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 gone take gone forever or take, take like, you know, you hear these stories. Exactly. Exactly. You, 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 you know, you, you hear the stories that people are experimented on, that they disappear, that they were taken on a craft. <laughs> Supposedly that's uh, Eisenhower said you could do that. I don't, <laughs> now, if you believe that, I don't know. Well, I mean, if, if this 
being or these beings are intelligent enough and powerful enough to do harm and destroy us, why would they take a treaty? So maybe they're not, but they could just cause enough. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. I got a better one. I even got a better story. Oh, gosh. Come on. Bring it. Hydra Publications is your one stop for the best in genre fiction. Secrets and Blood is the debut horror novel from Dewey Hensley. Evangeline Grace, the sheriff in a small town, Eastern Kentucky coal mining county, longs to start a new life in another place. However, present and past evils conspire to jeopardize her plans and end the lives of those she loves, including her brother Sheldon, whom she promised to protect. Drugs, feuds, and her beliefs stand in the way of identifying the notorious Highlander in time to live her dream. However, Menace reaches for Madison County's past. Do you struggle with depression, ongoing medical issues, or have you experienced past trauma? If you have, please consider the help of Energetic Healing. At Dragonfly Pond Holistic Services, we utilize Karuna Reiki, crystals to align and heal chakra function, meditation, and sound healing to address these issues and help you in your healing process. To learn more about energetic healing and how to contact us, visit our website at dragonflypondenergy.com. For those who call in to schedule an appointment, mention this ad and receive $25 off your initial visit. Attention all readers and writers, Louisville Literary Arts is back for the 11th Writer's Block Festival on Saturday, September 30th, 2023 at the Logan Street Market in Louisville, Kentucky. The all-day event begins at 9.30 a.m. and will feature workshops, author readings, a resource fair, and keynote speaker, author and professor Emily Bingham from Louisville. Registration is $25 for general admission. Go to Eventbrite and enter the writer's block or the website www.louisvilleliteraryarts.org. For more information, you can also email info at louisvilleliteraryarts.org. Come find your right life at the Writer's Block Festival. Welcome back to Weirdos in the Wild. Before we return to our program, AJ and I would like to take a moment to remember my brother, John Tincher, co-founder of Beyond This Life Paranormal, and Alan Oxley, AJ's father, both passed away just before we recorded our first episode. Each and every episode going forward from this one on will be in remembrance of them. Thank you. President Nixon. Oh, we all know Tricky, Tricky Dick. Dick. We all know Tricky <laughs> Dick. Tricky Dick had some things going on. Tricky Dick was friends with a lot of crazy people, too. We know Elvis was in the in the White House, and, and he made Elvis a what a DEA agent or FBI agent or whatever. Um, there's that picture of him with Elvis uh-huh. in his in his purple jumpsuit and it had a cape on or something. <laughs> the sequins. Yeah, this I, that's a great story too. That have you ever heard that whole no, story? Oh my God, that's a great story. That um, like Elvis just showed up at the White House and left this note and said, "Hey, I'm in Washington D.C. Call me President Nixon." <laughs> Which is so cool if you're Elvis. I mean, you're. I mean, but anyway, one of his other friends was Jackie Gleason. Hmm. Um, you know, the television star, comedian. Um, 
Sheriff Boofer T. Justice for most of us that have, are, you know, that are of an age that loved uh, um, smoking the bandit. Yep. So him and uh, President Nixon were friends. The story is, is that President Nixon was in Florida and that um, Tricky Dick was tricky enough to get away from the Secret Service and drove himself to Jackie Gleason's house and said they both had a, um, a common interest in UFOs. And President Nixon, I, I can't imagine just the president like cruising up to your house and saying, get in a car. But the story is that he... In the movies. <laughs> it, but, yeah, exactly. The president get, drove up to his house, said, come on, we're going somewhere. So, I mean, can you imagine pulling up a light and there's... President Nixon and Jackie Gleason's in the car beside you. <laughs> but anyway, supposedly he takes him to an Air Force base, and I forget the Air Force base, and um, I apologize. Lynn knows this. My laptop took a crap right before we started this, <laughs> this podcast. So anyway, they went to an Air Force base that was in southern Florida. They get there. There's just like one lonely guard that he, they pull up to the base, and the bar, and the the guard realizes he's like, "Holy crap, it's the president!" You know, uh-huh. and the president's like, "You know, let me in," and he's like, well, "Of course, you're the president." <laughs> and they go to this secret base bunker, whatever, and of course, you know, he's like, oh, "I'm President Nixon. You need to let me in." And he, <laughs> that's pretty good. And uh, <laughs> And, and, you know, Jackie Gleason, you know, is Jackie Gleason probably smoking a cigarette going, what's going on, you know? And supposedly they go to this base and President Nixon shows Jackie Gleason dead aliens. Isn't there supposed to be a book or something with all the secrets that the presidents get to know and no one else gets to that gets like handed down from? Well, you know, that's that's another funny part about this by... um, you know, President Reagan saw a swears he saw a UFO. President Carter swears he saw a UFO. The story of President Reagan is he saw it when he when he was governor, was on his plane as the governor, and they chased it in the airplane. Wow. The later in later years, the pilot confirmed his story, and they they asked the pilot. They said, "Do you think that?" President Reagan believes in UFOs, and um, he said from that day on he did. And supposedly that President Reagan wanted to know a lot more about UFOs, and basically his his uh, people that were around him made him like, Mr. President, you can't talk about this. Supposedly President Carter was at a an event somewhere in the middle of Georgia, and I can't remember the what the, exactly they were doing, but basically somebody said, hey, look at that. This whole group of people were there, and they all saw this bright light off in the distance. And they all said it was a UFO. President Obama says there said there were things that we don't understand that's flying around. Uh, President Clinton talked about um, that he was at the observatory that the big observatory that's out in Hawaii. Um, that they used to, you know, for research and stuff for the heavens. And he said that he asked 
the folks out there, he said the the story is that he said this on late night TV. I forget which one it was. Um, relayed this story that he said, "Well, do you ever debate out here if there's life out, you know, out in the universe?" And the scientist said, "Yeah, we debate it all the time." He goes, "Well, what do you talk about?" He goes, "Well, we debate if is it 85 percent or 95 percent likely that we're going to find it." Wow. Um, President Trump talked about it somewhat and said that, you know, there was things that basically we couldn't, um, you know, didn't know what it was. Um, but President Trump also said he really didn't believe in it. Um, but there is also the belief that there was, um, like you said, briefings to the presidents. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a really interesting one in that um, President, I believe it was Carter, that had was after he had seen his um, sighting, was in was very interested in it and you know kind of wanting to know what he had seen, and he had asked the CIA to give him a briefing, and basically the CIA said no we're not going to do that and that was george bush senior who told him no we're not going to see that we're not going to see that so obviously george bush senior when he was president obviously he knew something as well and if you want to go down the really crazy path who started space force president trump you know that's the newest branch of the military is space force that's right so you know, if you want to believe space forces because of, you know, because the our enemies have satellites and things like that that are chasing us, or is there something more to why there really is a space force? Something <clears throat> to think about. Hmm. So you see that rabbit hole I went down. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. And it makes you think. I mean, you go from Harry Truman to all the way up to President Trump. I think the only one in there didn't say anything was uh, Ford. I guess he would have been about the only one in that mess that didn't say anything. So have you in your life ever seen anything that could possibly be a UFO? No, I haven't. I kind of think of your experience with the orb at Octagon Hall because, you know, that was above the tree. It was above the tree, but it wasn't... I don't believe in orbs. I didn't believe in orbs. I guess that's the way I should say it. I didn't believe in orbs. I thought it could always be, you know, I've saw pictures, videos. I, I always thought it could be explained. Bug, dust, whatever. Until I saw, uh, we were at Octagon Hall down in southern Kentucky. Um, it was cold that night. We decided we were going to go out and investigate the cemetery that's on, on that site. And I would left my gloves out in my truck. And I was like, hold on, let me go get my gloves. Um... Came back, went out, walked out to the from the to where the my truck was in the drive, turned around, came back. There's some huge, huge old trees there, beautiful old trees, and I saw this orb above this tree, and it just was pulsated. It just once got really big and bright, and it was instantly gone. And it, you know, it it changed one my my thought process about it. Right now. I don't think it was a UFO. I think it was an orb. Um, um, 
I guess when I think of a UFO or a UAP, I think of it has to be a a craft of some sort. And maybe that's because I'm a pilot that I think I need to see a mm -hmm. something that's moving, some sort of actual object. The just not alien a, in the window yeah, yeah, hey, what's up? <laughs> Throw me the peace sign, you know. But I, I guess I, is that I need to, That I guess that's in my mind. Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, does it have to be that way? I guess no. I mean, if you, you know, if you believe that, um, you know, that these crafts can go through dimensions or go through black holes or... Portals or mm -hmm. wormholes, whatever you want to call them. Then maybe not. I don't know. Um, have you? Have you seen something that you can't explain? No, I don't think so. My husband thought he did. <laughs> that was the best. I, I And Eric was so excited. And I was like, we're going to get him over here. But he's going to. And then and it he's was. He's a non-believer. <laughs> he is. And, we were, and I was like, oh, we've got him. We've got Eric now on our side. Yeah. What happened was he had taken the dogs out and saw a, a line of lights in the sky moving very slowly, but they were moving, and they were in a perfect line, and he got all excited and he came running in to try to get me, and I didn't hear him, and uh, so he ran back outside and watched it until it disappeared, and so he comes running in, we gotta call AJ, gotta call AJ. And so they I'm did. calling AJ, <laughs> what, nine o'clock at night, saying, hey, my husband wants to talk to you. And so he tells AJ all about it, and then uh, the next day we find out it was Starlink. Yeah. All the satellites. So. Yeah. So he went back to being a non-believer. <laughs> well, no, I haven't. Like I said, I haven't. Um, you haven't. I mean, I, I. It's not that I don't believe because I think it would be almost illogical to not believe that somewhere else in this universe there isn't some sort of intelligent life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I believe there is, whether or not they're here or not. I don't know personally, but there have been so many people report it and have seen it and documented it and swear by it and that there could be something because, as you know, I've learned not to doubt much of anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um so yeah, I think that eventually that, that it will come out, I, and maybe, like I said, maybe that's what they're kind of easing us into. That, that it will come out. Yep. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. And hopefully, we'll see it in our lifetime. I hope I find that in Bigfoot in my lifetime. <laughs> I found the ghost, so I'm good there. Yeah. Check. <laughs> check. Shadow person. Check. <laughs> Full body aberration. Check. Yeah. Not discounting any of that because we had a really incredible weekend last weekend and we can't wait to tell you guys about. That's what we call a tease. That's right. Because we've got stories that we're going to bring in some more people with. So. Yep. Coming soon. Stay tuned. So what else did you find, Lynn? I did find, um, evidently, that well, the, I think the National UFO Reporting Center is what's called, I found this on a website called uh, Your Basin and it's in Texas. Mm -hmm. um, so they were talking about, um, you know, all the different kinds of UFOs uh, or UAPs. Like some of them could be bright lights that are bigger than an aircraft and suddenly appear and then someone had seen one and it moved east from there and then it became brighter and then it looked like it 
uh, spewed out something and then it disappeared. Or, you know, they, they were talking about that, you know, a lot of them, any of the sightings, all these that they researched can last anywhere from like a couple of seconds to several hours that this thing is in the sky. Um, but they did, I found it, found it really interesting that they did bring out to not report it if you can't see it with your eyes and if you're only seeing it on a camera because there's so many things that can cause light flares or other anomalies with the camera that you're seeing things that, you know, they're going to be going down, you know, the wrong path trying to investigate something that's not there because it was, you know, camera related. And I think a lot of orbs are just that. It's, uh, you know, a lens flare or, or some kind of anomaly with the camera or the, the lights. Keith H. be very proud of me for saying that because he does not believe in orbs. <laughs> But, uh, you know, there's just so many things that if you're not cooperating that with your naked eye, then there might be, might not be true. You know, it's, it's funny when you talk about the actual crafts, because you, you, you know, looking in this, you, you found a different, a lot of different, like, shapes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, things that are, you know, the saucer shape, I think that, you know. The, the cigar. The cigar. The tic-tac. Yep, the tic-tac, Yeah. Triangle. The triangle, blimp type of, you know, I, I read one that was a, they said looked like a blimp, so it was, you know, kind of fat, like a blimp, I guess, uh-huh. instead of cig- thin like a cigar. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of interesting. And, and then, um, and like you said, you've seen like the, like the, what is being discharged out of it. You know, kind of, you know, you'd see like lights or smoke or... Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of ran into some of that, which I thought was kind of interesting as well. And then, you know, I, I don't want to call them orbs, but they talk about too, where I found, I ran across a number of things where they said like a, like you have like a, like a big ship and like little, I don't know what you want to call it, little teeny ships or lights or orbs or whatever. were like, sh- like shooting out of them and then coming back to them. Pods. Yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't know which, exactly Close what you want to call the them. But door, What's that? <laughs> Close the pod bay door. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a sci-fi <laughs> But, yeah, that was interesting as well. So, But you also, you're into Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, Skinwalker Ranch is my so, jam. So, tell me about that. Um, for those that don't watch the show, which, you know, if you're a UFO, UAP aficionado, I'm sure you do. But um, it's not about skinwalkers yet. I think they might be getting there. I'm not going to spoil anything on this most recent episode. But what, they, what they're what they doing there, because, you know, it's in the Utah Basin in, in Utah, not too far from Roswell. Um, they believe they might have a spacecraft hidden in the Mesa. Um, they, you know, drilled into the, to the Mesa, and they keep running into something metal that the drill cannot penetrate but it will get flakes of stuff that are like only on the on stealth airplanes um stealth technology and they think they have something that's hovering about 31 feet over what they call the triangle um that kind of makes you think it could be a stealth spacecraft um and they can they determined this as like they flew over it with a helicopter and the altimeter was showing they were, I don't know, 60 feet off or 36 feet or whatever off the ground. And they flew over this anomaly that they call it and they found out that the, the altimeter all of a sudden said they were six feet off the ground. 
which meant something was right under them. And that was corroborated on camera that they could actually see some like, glimmer from this right below the helicopter at that time. Um, so it was like this thing was, if you want to use a Star Trek term, it was cloaked. It was cloaked, yes. So they've flown over it and they've dropped things with GPS trackers on them. And the GPS would go nuts, telling it was not here, it was way over there. Um, they even flew a helicopter through it and the GPS got all wacky. Um, they shot rockets at it and they shot, and they would, it would go, a rocket would go up and it's like it would bounce off. Or um, they shot up like fireworks and stuff to make a lot of smoke. And when they did that, they could actually see like the smoke going around something. So they, they were talking about how it could be, um, you know, possible spacecraft. But they've also done other readings, like they sent up a weather balloon through it. And when the weather balloon went through that, the timing mechanism they had on there lost a second, almost a second, it was a fraction of a second. But that is huge in physics because that doesn't happen, not especially in that little bit of time. Um, so they were thinking it could possibly be a wormhole or a portal that it could bend time, so to speak. Um, gosh, there's just so much. And every time they would like poke the bear, whether they were drilling or shooting something at this anom anomaly, a UAP would come over and they could track it. They have it on camera that they were watching. Like this thing would come and try to see what they were doing. Um, at one point, milita military helicopters flew over that were not transponding. Which, oh, the black ops? Yes. So they flew over not transponding, which they only do that on super secret missions because, you know, anything, any air traffic is supposed to transpond, but they weren't. Um, and they know that because they have the... Uh, they turn it off. Yeah, you can turn, turn it off. off. It's, but, <laughs> they have, they it's that easy. You there. can turn it off. Yeah. So, um, but they even have um, one UAP that flew in like behind the Mesa, went through the Mesa, out into a field, and then went down into the ground. It was just, you know, like a ball of light. And they have all of that on camera. Um, so there's just, there's something going on there. So, and, and this is like, you know, it's Travis Taylor who worked with NASA for years. I mean, he is the man for this kind of stuff. And he's out, he's the one out there doing all the experiments and, and spending all of Brandon Fugel's money on rockets, evidently. But, but it, it makes you wonder, because they're really throwing the science to it. And, and as you all might know, my daughter is a physicist, so I'm like, she's watching it with me, and I'm like, is this true? Is this real? She's like, that's what the data says. Then, yeah, because that's the only thing it could be, <clears throat> to our knowledge. You know, it's you, some of those things you mentioned are it, are some of the things that have happened in the Bermuda Triangle where mm -hmm. people lose time and mm -hmm. um, and like a wormhole. And I wonder if it's a it could it be a wormhole? Could it be a a magnetic thing too? It could be. But you know, it's it's crazy when you say that there's something there and it like smoke goes around it. I don't even know how you explain that. Yeah. You can't. I don't watch this show. I, I've, it's, I, I just, of, of all the weird things that's on TV, I, I, for some reason, I haven't been able to get into it. And, and that's... You're missing out, dude. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I watch the weird stuff, so... Yeah, the first season or two, when they're just barely starting out doing their experiments, it is kind of like, okay, come on, find something. Um, but as the seasons have moved along, they're really starting to prove a lot of things and I think it kind of goes along hand in hand where we were talking about 
um, possibly the military and everybody kind of spoon feeding the general public information. I'm like, are they doing that now at the time they're doing this research at Skimwalker Ranch so that they can actually say, hey, look, this is, this is real. This is how they, you know, they found it. I don't know. My conspiracy theorist stuff is going crazy on this one. Um, but I don't know. It's just very coincidental, I think. Maybe I'll have to pick up like season three and start there. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I got back to you, you have got my interest peak, but I have to ask you the what they think is in the ground is a, a craft that's in the ground, like buried or like it crashed there. Or they just don't know. They don't know yet because yeah. they've been unable to get to it. But like I said, they keep getting flakes of material that is used for cloaking. It's not anything. It's like a mixture of elements that wouldn't mix in. Uh, in nature. nature so it has to be on an aircraft or or something and and who's to say it's not some military experiment at some point that they buried in the ground it could right. be but it's kind of kind of crazy along with all the other stuff that's going on out there and they did drum up a shadow person we'll talk about that probably in another episode they drummed up a shadow person they drummed up the shadow person with vibrations uh-huh. so it's interesting interesting stuff so there's also this that i came across and you 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 jogged my memory and this is from july 7th and there's a harvard professor his name is avi loeb and um he has what he says is fragments of alien technology um from a meteor that landed in the waters off papua new guinea supposedly they found 10 sphericals these are they said they're almost perfect sphericals or met or metallic marbles and they says when you look at them through the the microscope they looked very distinct from the background they have colors green blue brown and some resemble a miniature of the earth now the comp now what they're comprom or composed of is um is very interesting because they're made of iron silicone magnesium and titanium so he also says that these are stronger than any other space rock they found and they they calculated that they've came from outside our solar system and um he also believes um that they're from about ten thousand light years away because he says if, if with our it would take us tens of thousands of years to exit our solar system with our current spacecraft. So somehow, if you believe that then that those are from somewhere else, then either it traveled here very quickly or it came on a meteor and it took 10,000 years for it to get here. Something to think about. Something to think about, which is, is I thought that was pretty interesting that... Um, there's actually pieces. He's there's actually what I looked at here was was there's like pretty cool little pictures of it. I'll have to show you these later, Lynn. But um, pretty cool. And finding those types of elements that have come from somewhere else, which means there's possibly a planet somewhere else that has very similar composition to ours. I have no doubt. I mean, I think we'd be stupid to think that there's no other life out there because mm-hmm. there's you know I mean. James Webb Telescope is finding out that there's way more universe than we ever thought out there. So, you know, odds are there's more life out there. 
Well, you know, there is the belief that the that our military and other militaries are trying to come up with cloaking type devices. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if you think about it, I mean, then you could sneak an airplane or sneak a tank into somewhere or sneak a soldier into somewhere. I mean, mm-hmm. all right. Well, just kind of give you guys a tease. We are our next episode. We will talk about our investigation at uh, Post Town Elementary School. Um, we had an amazing night and we caught some evidence that is unbelievable. Right. And we pretty much investigated from eight in the evening ish to nine thirty the next morning. Mm-hmm. Very little stop. Yep. Very little stop. It was that crazy. Yep. And, um, we have an investigation coming up this weekend. Yep. We'll be at Bell Mansion in... Fort Wayne, Indiana, with the film crews filming the Bourbon Spirits. I could talk about it because it's public. (laughs) So we'll be with some of our good friends in this community and uh, some of the experts as well. We um, are also have um, some other things that are still in the works. We've got at least three more things that I can think of right off the bat, and we'll just leave that as a tease. That, that we've got coming up and um but still we want to hear from you please reach out to us um i hope you enjoy our shows we are enjoying doing this um we we uh look forward to keeping it up and we look forward to hearing from you so with that lynn take us home thanks for listening everyone and keep it weird y'all thank you for joining us at weirdos in the wild Please show us some love and support on our Patreon account at Weirdos in the Wild. Like us on all of our social media. And if you've had an experience you'd like to share with us, visit our site at weirdosinthewild.com. Until next time, keep it weird, y'all. Hydra Publications is your one stop for the best in genre fiction. Secrets and Blood is the debut horror novel from Dewey Hensley. Evangeline Grace, the sheriff in a small town, Eastern Kentucky coal mining county, longs to start a new life in another place. However, present and past evils conspire to jeopardize her plans and end the lives of those she loves, including her brother Sheldon, whom she promised to protect. Drugs, feuds, and her beliefs stand in the way of identifying the notorious Highlander in time to live her dream. However, Menace reaches from Madison County's past. Do you struggle with depression, ongoing medical issues, or have you experienced past trauma? If you have, please consider the help of Energetic Healing. At Dragonfly Pond Holistic Services, we utilize Karuna Reiki, crystals to align and heal chakra function, meditation, and sound healing to address these issues and help you in your healing process. To learn more about energetic healing and how to contact us, visit our website at dragonflypondenergy.com. For those who call in to schedule an appointment, mention this ad and receive $25 off your initial visit. Attention all readers and writers, Louisville Literary Arts is back for the 11th Writer's Block Festival on Saturday, September 30th, 2023 at the Logan Street Market in Louisville, Kentucky. The all-day event begins at 9.30 a.m. 
and will feature workshops, author readings, a resource fair, and keynote speaker, author and professor Emily Bingham from Louisville. Registration is $25 for general admission. Go to Eventbrite and enter the writer's block or the website www.louisvilleliteraryarts.org. For more information, you can also email info at louisvilleliteraryarts.org. Come find your right life at the Writer's Block Festival.